diamonds in my teeth, I got a lot of shine. Running up the number, that's a lot of crime. If you can't take it from me, must be at your mind. I keep playing, got a slime. Smokey in the air, that's a lot of time. Pockets running over with the dollar sign. Welcome to episode 400 of Fortune John, uh, a monumous moment, but. Not the most joyous moment uh, as, as we reach 400. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I just want to say thank you to all all the fans that have supported uh, the Eagles throughout the season, the ups and the downs and the trials and tribulations that we've all been through. Uh, you know, you, you support this team and uh, we've seen them go through it. Um, and, um, you know, this, this Eagles team has – tried to figure out who they were, uh, tried to put together uh, uh, an identity. Uh, but I, I, really do, I really do believe in week 13, uh, we found out who this football team is. And, you know, you talk about uh, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And in week 13, the 49ers punched this Eagles team in the mouth, and they never recovered. They were on the ropes. And I think it, it led to things behind the scene. And again, Eagle fans are not are are, are never um, wrong for some of the things that we think. Sometimes you you, you you know what you see when you see it. And looking at the squad, we knew there was something wrong with the squad from week one. Offense wonky all season. Um, you know the stories come out, and you try to. I mentioned I was having a conversation a couple of days before the playoff game, and I said, I guarantee you one of the beat writers is going to drop a story on game day of the playoffs. And they did. Um, you know, drama drama is always to, to be had within our community, and uh, it's, it's all how you try and, you know, you, you, sometimes you try to hold it to the vest and you try to, to try to dismiss things, and you're like, hey, a game has to be played, but you know, we got information a couple of days before the game, and it was hard. I, I know, problem. We had talked about it, and you felt a certain way knowing some of the information. And again, I, I, we're never going to do anything for clicks out here, or, or put stuff out on the on the timeline to cause. Um, but again, as Eagle fans, you you know that uh, something was going wrong with the with the with coaching um, from stuff that we heard. You know. Um, uh, it, 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 the players are looking at the coaches. Uh, I, I think behind the scenes, it's as rough as you think it is. Um, I'm, I'm trying to uh, try to sum it up in words, but um, they, I'm not going to say they, I'm, I'm going to say from where I heard it from, it's, uh, they think all the coaches have to go. Um, uh, they think, uh, Coaches weren't meshing together well. Um, and again, when you see week in and week it out, uh, you can't handle a blitz. You need too many cooks in the kitchen, whether it be offensively, whether it be defensively, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. You, you see defenders confused, running all over the place, not knowing their assignments. You see offense, uh, all-world offense in terms of talent, um, confused to handle a blitz in week. Where are we at? Um, wild card so, weekend. In this, uh, you know, it's 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 hard to 
hear that it is a shit show behind the scenes. Um, you know, these players who are out there in the media, you know, supporting the coach right now, I think, you know, not all every single player is going to have the same feeling, but I do feel like Eagle fans have known that something's been off with the coaching. Um, but, but now, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the season is over. Um, I mean, I mean, how are you guys, how are you guys handling? I mean, the last time I saw prime, man, like I, again, you, we, we were so privy to meet all these diehard Eagle fans all over the country, all over the world, world diehards, like who support this team thick and thin travel the country. Um, I've seen Eagle fans, um, that I love dearly, um, very upset with the way not 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 just not not just losses but just the way that this team they felt gave up or uh and that was the, that was the roughest thing to see eagle fans that i know who who follows team week in and week out just not have it anymore um so I mean, it's it's definitely painful to uh, see see your see your friends and family have no answers, no just but questions. But um, I think we got some some answers um, the last couple of days. But go ahead, Ev. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm still uh, working my way through the grieving process right now. I will say that it's not uh, the same grieving process I went through last year. Last year, that w- that was tough. Um, you know, we, we came so close, one of the best Super Bowls ever played, um, and we just came up short. And I think that uh, the Eagles did everything they possibly could to be in that game, uh, to do what they did that season. And here we are uh, a calendar year later. And I got to be honest, I'm beyond disappointed in what I saw. I want to say, first of all, I see a lot of people talking about it in the chat right now, and you have every right to do so. You could comment whatever you'd like. Um, but I don't want this to be a show where we are sitting here and we're honoring Jason Kelsey. I think we have all offseason to do that. I think that this is a show where we tear this team the fuck apart. Um, I'm going to be real with you. I, I There's not a single coach on this roster that I care to see back next year. I mean, obviously, we got guys like Jeff Stoutland that have become fan favorites and all that. But this entire entire coaching staff from from the top to the bottom is a complete mess. And uh, I have no idea what anybody's role is within the organization. Uh, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, they play musical chairs. Um, they, they, they could all go for all I care. Um, and I think it is a complete, complete slap in the face to the fans that one of the best traveled fan bases in the, in the entire NFL, guys like Chris Nady, who poured their hard-earned money and to go to every single game, even when things get tough, even in the playoffs, when the writing is on the wall that we're probably going to lose this game. You got guys that are spending their money, and this team decided they were just going to roll over and die a month and a half ago. They decided they weren't going to have any fight. All these fans are dumping hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars to follow this team and just support them in any part of the country. And this team decided, yeah, don't feel like it. These these, these coaches aren't worth it. I'm pissed at everybody, bro. There's there's not a person on this roster, player or coach, that I, I think doesn't deserve blame. Um, it, it's pathetic. And it's, it's more of – I'm not trying to sound like a pessimist maybe about it, but it, this is the shit I'm used to with the Eagles, if I'm being real with you. I, I had one glorious year where they, where they won the Super Bowl, and 
that year last year. We had a hell of a run, but ultimately, this team they 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 fail to reach expectations too often. And I think everything needs to be kind of looked at. Uh, front office coaching, whatever, man. It's I, I'm I'm in the grieving process right now. I'm upset. Um, the season just ended. Of course, I'm going to be sitting here talking birds all off season. I'm excited to talk about the draft, but as I sit here right now, a day removed from that game, um, that was pathetic. Yeah, I'm, I'm still wishing I woke up from the, this, this nightmare, man, because this is what it's been. It's been a nightmare. Um, I'm lost for words. I'm pretty pretty sure everybody can just see it in my face. Um, apologies. I, I just want to first start off by giving apologies to everybody that was there last night. I did something that I just never found myself to go ahead and do. And I left, man. I left at that third quarter, bro. I was so done. I was – I really tried to stick it out, and I gave that one last drive where they had four plays to go ahead and get it in the end zone, and they just couldn't figure shit out, man. And the hardest part was walking up to that man, to Gail, and telling him, yo, I'm out. Cause I've never mm-hmm. done that before. Never. And even Gail was like shocked. Gail like almost fell out of his seat to see nah, that I was leaving. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I, 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 I was like, damn man, like I already feel like shit doing this, but I got to get out of here because I'm about to lose my shit. This is the worst I've ever seen since being a fan. They didn't even look like a football team. Um, There was just no, no energy coming from these guys, man. I've never seen poor tackling in my life. And, I mean, I, I, these guys look like they belong in a, a – They're a, playing a, two-hand touch out there, bro. Man, that or like a, a, a JV football team. Like, it was crazy, bro. Like, Bradbury <laughs> – oh, man. Like, I just really don't want to get started on that dude. But, God, man, you he is pathetic, bro. Like, that was the – the worst I've ever seen that dude play, and I just don't get it, man. Um, you know, these guys, they they, they live in the dream, and they're making that money, and they're good. But like you mentioned, man, you're talking about fans like ourselves, fans like Nady, fans like Philly Sports Guy, fans like E, you know, fans that come from the West Side, fans that come from overseas. We, we, we sacrifice to 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 be there and support this team we we give our all to be there for that team and to get a a result like that to get to get a game like that yesterday that's that's probably what like hurts the most and then no not that 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 doesn't even hurt the most the most that really hurts is to see that man yesterday on the sideline tearing up the way we send him off like that he deserves better than that and that's why, like, I look at the rest of the team and I'm like, that's pathetic, man, that y'all going to go ahead and do that man like that. That man gives his all, his all, every every goddamn week. And for y'all to send him off like that is just is bad, man. And I don't know. I mean, I know we still got, like, about an hour left in this show. There's still a whole lot that I got to get off my chest. And I can keep on and on and on. But, you know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to spread it out. Now, I know, Ev, you know, we talked about, you know, you know, Jason Kelsey and – I, I I do have to be just. I mean, he 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 deserves this. He deserves like I'm from a pos, I, from a positivity standpoint right now. I, I just gotta. I just want. I just want to. I I do want to thank Jason Kelsey because because if it wasn't for his type of leadership, um, his his part of the culture, 
um, where would this team be at? Um, I, I this is one of my favorite. This is my, one of my favorite photos that I've ever taken at any Eagle event. This is this is a young Jason Kelsey at Lehigh. You know, I'm sitting there with fans who are like, look at that under undersized center. Who's that guy? He looks crazy. He looks like a caveman. Um, but this dude, this dude right here transformed the culture, the way that this team moved. Um, he spoke to the city. He he was the lifeblood of this team. Um, so I mean to 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 fast forward to you know, just seeing him evolve as a player, uh become the become the uh become the mayor essentially um you 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 have to appreciate what he did for this for this team and um his his level of authenticity a real one from day one his grit his toughness and his transparency we appreciate um everything you've done for the, for the fan base um you talk about guys like Dawkins uh and, and Followed by a Kelsey. These are two monuments. This is um, a guy who I will be first in line at the Hall of Fame when he gets inducted. Um, go ahead. Um, no, I mean, you you laid it all out there. And I don't want this to be any, like, Jason Kelsey, I don't think, deserves um, any blame for this. I think that Jason Kelsey, this man was an all-pro in the last year of his career. Uh, Six-time all-pro the first center to ever do that i mean he is in our minds uh clearly the best center that has ever lived and widely regarded the same way uh among the rest of the league it's a shame that uh you know it's a 53 man roster and uh there were there was a, ha a small handful of guys that were really out there putting an effort and um you know trying not to die like a bunch of bitches it's it's, it's the truth man i mean like you, you see Devontae giving his all yesterday. Um, Tell me he was one. He was one of the main reasons why, you know, I mean, I stuck it out as much as I could because he was – every play he was given 110, man. I mean, whatever he had to do. And then, like, he tried to bring the energy to the sideline. He tried to get those boys amped up. And it just – it's like they, it wasn't working, man. Those guys just didn't care. They didn't, they didn't pay no mind. Um, you know, Julio going down with that hit, that, that, that hurt us a little bit. But then I try to find the confidence in, you know, one simple dickhead that wants to go in and give put a, a, a social media post out there like, oh, you know, I've been waiting for that phone call all damn season, but you can't find a way to get open. And, you know, I mean, like these guys just give up on plays. I mean, I, I see other teams that when a, a play gets shut down or, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go. It doesn't happen the way they want it to. They don't just fucking give up and just put their heads down and stop their their motion they find a way to go and open, find an open spot i mean i know he didn't really have that much time but as much as i saw the open middle of that field you know you guys could easily just like play the fake i mean if they're over there just quickly go to the left and get in that open field give jalen hurts a reason to go ahead and throw it somewhere they should have went all out yesterday we didn't have what do we have to lose and we were going to go out that way fuck you might as well have just tried every fucking trick in the book Seriously, just to go ahead and get through that game yesterday, but they didn't do nothing, man. They just straight gave up. And I, th I think that one thing that's really weighing on me, too, is the fact that ultimately you look at those rosters on paper, the Eagles talent-wise are way better than the Buccaneers. 
there's no reason why the Eagles shouldn't have won that game. There's no reason the Eagles should have gotten blown out. Um, but it all comes down to the importance of coaching, the importance of game planning. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came to the game with a, a game plan that made sense, a game plan that you chunk your way up the field, where you control the time of possession, where you run the ball balanced. Um, and what did the Eagles do? The Eagles get caught in a third and two. And uh, I mean, what what is what has been our our bread and butter all, all season long is the tush push. You're at a third and two. You got to get one yard to tush push. Why the fuck are you throwing it deep? Make that make sense. That's just been going on for weeks. Route why why are we going deep on third and two? And where where where's the hot route when you know? Again, like you that when they when you when you freeze the freeze frame where Jalen has all these routes uh, and nothing in the middle of the field. We've been saying it, and so has every other content created about middle field just open, or or the the fact that we can't address an issue. And again, like we're we're talking about just dealing with the blitz. This is not. This is in terms of like coaching. This is kind of elementary shit. Um, not for not for a seasoned coach. Now, just going back to the coaches. What. Whether, whether it is too many minds, like over the over the over the last couple of weeks, I've I've talked to a lot of Eagle fans. Everyone's trying to figure out what where where people stand in, in terms of who's calling the plays. Uh, you know, McManus dropped his story saying that they don't know who's calling the plays and they're they're questioning things. And the fact that we've been saying, like, is it a team Sirianni versus a team Jalen and Brian Johnson, is there? Um, from what I heard, from what I had uh, said, the coaches not meshing. That 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 is like damning to hear. Like how many how many coaches that we have we brought in were not meshing? And, and again, we cannot go any further without mentioning Howie Roseman. Like you put this you put this together, you put this together. Um, whether it having a coach that you're comfortable with to uh have control over you know I, again you y'all run the ship but like can you can you imagine other head coaches in here not having final say on things or bringing in certain guys you think Sirianni made the call and decide the, the fact that the players know I mean have a feel a certain way about our coaches not meshing and they're confused as fuck out there this this is just, this is absurd. This is playoff football. Um, and again, tackling, like you said, prime. It's just, uh, I don't know. As Jason Kelsey said on the steps of the art museum while making the Super Bowl speech, they wanted it more. They, the Eagles wanted it more that year. The Eagles haven't wanted it more since. And we've seen that. Um, you know, you're you're seeing on the timeline, the fan base. Some part of the factions of the fan base start to question as to Jalen Hurts as the leader of this football team and him being the future at quarterback. Like, did did you all watch the Super Bowl? Do you think someone's play drops off that dramatically, or do you think there's some scheming issues? Uh, uh, it. it it's kind of it's kind of crazy but again 
he he just hasn't um the other the other thing that i got um nugget i got is this player said that um they knew something they couldn't figure out what was wrong with Jalen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so. I, I think that uh, like we, we, we've reached that point in the podcast where I think we can discuss something else that's been on my mind. Um, I think the coaching has been a big issue this year, but I think we'd all be naive to sit here and say that Jalen Hurts didn't take a step back this year. Uh, we can obviously talk about the knee injury at the beginning of the year. We can talk about the, the swan finger he had going on, but um, he was not nearly the same quarterback this year as he was last year. Um, and this is with, you know, adding in his guy, Brian Johnson, as as the offensive coordinator. You know, they had that special relationship. I can't help, but you, you mentioned how th- this is Harry Roseman's picked guys, but I can't help but think that Jalen Hurts had some sort of influence over Brian Johnson being our offensive coordinator this year. And you can't expect Jalen Hurts as a young 20-something-year-old man to, you know, know completely what's going to work. But um, as a as Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie have been uh, in charge of this this team for the past two decades, you got to recognize the fact that we have the talent right now to be where our Super Bowl window is open, and you are putting inexperienced offensive coordinator, um, inexperienced coaches around a team that is ready to win, and you're seeing the exact result of that. Um, you need a complete team in order to win, both players and coaches, and we essentially had a bunch of toddlers running the, uh, running the show. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I see a comment here from Ivan. Big, uh, you know, shout out for Ivan. Um, uh, Ivan, I'm going to try to elaborate as best as I can. And maybe Gil might want to chime in, but you know, uh, we don't know full details. We only know a little bit that was given to us. And I'm going to be one to go ahead and tell you that I really didn't try to read into it as much. You know what I mean? Um, I've never been that type of person that, you know, coming from somebody else, not seeing it for myself. Um, I didn't even want to believe it. And now I was trying to go to that game and watch that game yesterday, not even having any of that in the back of my mind. But the first thing I said to Gail when I saw him was like, yo, when you told, when, when we got that info, now it's kind of hard not to think about it. And the way these guys were playing yesterday, the way they were playing for Jalen, the way Jalen was playing for them, it makes you think, did all that shit make sense? Did all that, was all that shit true? And here's the elaboration part. I feel like, and I hate to say this, man. And, you know, I mean, today was the show that, you know, we're going to go ahead and speak with, with our chest. I'm going to bring out a couple of things that I had mentioned early in the year. I was scared of the big fucking contract that we gave him. I was scared of that. I was scared of the fact that he he wanted to give Brian Johnson, a friend of his, the chance. Um, I was scared that he was, again, when he, when he first took over, I wasn't all the way in because he still had a lot to learn. And then last year, he convinced me because he did his thing. And then this year, it's like he went back to being that year, that first year guy. He went back to his stupidity, the mistakes, not leading receivers, not really making better calls, not that stuff. Like, I felt like it was coming back. So I feel like, yo, it's crazy I'm about to say this, but I feel like it's Carson Wentz all over again. I feel like it's fucking Carson Wentz all over again. It really is like it just fucking went downhill. These guys didn't even like these guys didn't even make no efforts. They didn't make no efforts for this guy. So I don't even know if these guys are all on the same. I don't I don't know. 
I don't know if he's I don't know what the deal is with Jalen. I don't know if they're not syncing with each other. They beefing with each other. I don't know, man. I'll I'll bounce off that prime because I have to say that um, I did mention how Hertz had regressed. And I think that there was some Wentz-esque plays and uh, play types that happened this year with Jalen Hurts. Just talking about playing hero ball, man. What what the fuck was that safety? What what are you doing, bro? What what are you doing? You're trying to hold on to the ball for too long. You know know what the, the rules of football are? You're in the end zone. It's it's it's, it's dumb mental mistakes, man. You don't want to, okay, but to me, for for me, I like I I feel like these things just don't happen like that. Um, I feel like the coaching the, more more than Jalen regressed, the coach the coaching regressed. Uh, play calling never made sense since week one. We we were all we sitting in there in the stands watching. Being like, yo, what, what is going on? And and again, it's body, it's body language, man. Body language, first week to the playoff game. Uh, Dallas Goddard, body language is telling me what it looks looks like frustration. That's what it looks like. He's been frustrated all season. Thing thing with thing with Devonte, we saw the body language of the Rams. I get it, but this motherfucker was trying last night. This like I see I saw Darlene's post about you know the, the try you know if you lose it's fine and if we know you're fighting watching 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 Devonte go out there in the situation that he was in and balling his ass off um, that's exactly what you want to see and, and that's that, that's the hurtful thing but I I think um, Devonte's uh, talk with the media. In the very end of the season, we got two feet. He said we got two weeks to fix this shit. Um, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, Evan. Before you, I want to be, I want to be very clear that I'm seeing a couple comments here, and I see I might have pissed off a, lot, a couple people because I, I compared Jalen to Wentz, but my comparison has not saying that he's playing like Wentz. I want to make that very clear, and you know, what I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go back and forth with anybody, but. What I'm saying is the locker room atmosphere. That's what I'm. That's the, that's my comparison. How it went down with Wentz, I'm scared to know to find out that it's going down like that with Jalen. That's all I'm saying, and that's that's based off of the the, the intel that we got. I'm just going to leave it at this. Somebody made it very clear that there is something wrong with Jalen, and nobody in that locker room could figure it out. Even ones, even ones that are close to him can't figure it out going back to what i saw the same thing you guys saw on the sideline yesterday with goddard i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know if it was goddard really talking to jalen or was it goddard talking to the coordinator that was sitting in between him and jalen i don't know but he was pissed off but see that's what i'm saying when's the last time we saw that type of that that that, that type of back and forth going on again here goes the comparison last time was, was when wentz there was some shit there was some people. Remember, Alshon Jeffrey and Wentz were going at it. People are people are upset. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Hurts is playing like Wentz. I'm saying that atmosphere, that locker room chemistry, is just bringing back the whole same shit that Wentz went through with that that locker room at one point. You know, with the nugget that we got, I, I feel like there's more an indictment on the on the really on the coaches now in terms of uh, saying that it's a complete shit show. To me, 
it, and it, and it's like if if they were in the playoffs, I still I would have took this, I would have took this all the way into the off season until I wouldn't have said nothing, you know, I wouldn't have said nothing. But just just to have an idea of like where they're at, I'm. It this it, it, this shows you how important it is the culture, um, everybody being as one, and I do think. I I th- I really believe that Howie has to see where he's got to instill culture in this football team with whoever the new hire is. Like at this point, are you? Because I think you the way that you lost six of the last seven games means that you lost the the, the locker room. Mm-hmm. Are, do they do they believe that someone? Higher than uh, we've heard Hassan Reddick talk talk about the the powers that be that make these decisions. Do they feel that this team is being run by Howie and that it's not a Sirianni thing? I've I've got I've got something that uh, would kind of allude to that. If we look at it through a more macro lens, um, let's just look about look at what happened over the course of the past uh, eight years or so. Um, Seven years. Uh, so the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Then what happens? Collapsed. Pretty much immediately afterwards. Eagles go to the Super Bowl last year. New head coach. New new quarterback. What happened? Next year. Collapsed. Who? So, someone high up is to blame for that. So, someone is, is instilling a culture in this coaching staff that uh, doesn't work. And I think that if you're going to sit here and say that Howie Roseman did everything he could, did he? I don't know. It seems to me like Howie Roseman, if that's the case, if we have two Super Bowl teams and they collapse the year afterwards, it's kind of given the vibe that Howie Roseman thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and that he thinks that all of his decisions are gold. Now, impressive as it is to make a Super Bowl with two different head coaches and two different starting quarterbacks, and two kind of completely different teams minus a couple leaders in the room, you'd have to think that, um, you know, that's impressive for your resume. Mm. Um, But there comes a point in time where how much, how much meddling. And again, like we, we love the Howie season. We know, we know, we know Howie's strengths and weaknesses. We, we love what he's done for this, this football team and putting together pieces, but you can't, as much as we give credit, you could, we also will give blame when is is Chauncey Gardner Johnson would he have been a better signing than a Bradbury? Um, the Chicago Bears they we, we trade we essentially traded linebackers. They they saw more value in our linebacker, mm-hmm. and we saw more value in their linebacker in Amoro. Um, After T.J. Edwards went for an All Pro year, by the way. And again, if you if you don't like to invest money in the linebacker position, safety position, that's that's on your whole. Uh, that's how you roll. Okay, fine. But we we've, we've been saying it. Middle of the field open. You got your guys getting exposed. Uh, here we are again. Linebacker. I mean, linebacker play. It, it was atrocious, man. It was it was atrocious. Yeah, and and the safeties too, man. I mean, we had guys getting burnt over the top. Um, I mean, our entire secondary, Bradbury, we've talked about just 
burnt toast out there. And this is all coming from, listen, like you said, come April, we're going to be sitting here all Howie seasoned up because that's all we can do. Howie isn't going to go anywhere. He's all due respect to cockroach that can't die. He's, he's Lori's right-hand man. So he will be here, and we are going to end up uh, ultimately getting hyped in a few months for the moves he's going to make in the draft and in the offseason. However, um, it's hard not to see this dark cloud looming over top of us that is uh, just complete mismanagement with the coaches. You can, yeah. you can get all the best players that you think, but if you don't have, if you don't have coaching, what do you have, man? You got a team that gives up on you in the wild card weekend. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now this this shout out to Richard with this comment. I mean, there's there's a tons of comments. I'm trying to get to all of them if I can bring them up. Um, but just just in terms of running the football, uh, we we've asked we at everyone asked uh, for them to run the football. The fact that they only what ran four times five, in the first half. It's fucking ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Like after after DeAndre Swift on the first drive, you know, got and you and you could see that there was something wrong with Jalen's finger uh the ball came out funny um yeah, it's got scoliosis in his people finger, people bro. ask the question are, are, are we going to resign swift how about is swift going to resign with us is is he gonna is he gonna stick around for this shit that's that's the question is would he stick around for this shit if we don't make no changes he might not and he did, right. like in terms of valuing his position and, and trying to maximize his dollars is he going to get that here uh, but the other thing we talked about Howie and what he did in Jalen, you know, as a as a whole uh, unit, making this place a destination place, making this place a destination place. Um, it's much more the, of a destination last offseason than this one. If the players leave this locker room like they left the locker room when Peterson and all those other coaches got pushed out the door and what have you, when everyone was saying how toxic it was before and now fast forward a couple years now, and it's still, I guess, toxic again. Um, why is this going to be a destination place? And if we don't have the leadership in place uh, in the four horsemen with, you know, BG says he wants to come back for another year, his leadership might be needed. Um, might, might be. This I was I was being sarcastic. <laughs> you, you're gonna need some kind of lifeblood to to usher home some kind of a culture in here. And um, who's staying? Who's leaving? Fletcher Cox could be out the door. Yeah, I don't think he's done. He was our most consistent defensive lineman this year. Brandon Graham. If he, I mean, uh, Kelsey, him retiring. Lane Johnson said he's he's coming back for two years. I know we, we we're monitoring that. And where he's at in his career, but there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of questions. I think defensively. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I shot a couple of people who what I said about Jalen, man. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I mean, like, I like this. This is what we're doing, man. This is. I'm. I'm. We're done. We're eliminated, and I'm mad. 
I'm mad. I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off, man. I'm just speaking, man. Like, there's a lot of things that I have concern about, and Jalen Hurts is one of my concerns. Like, bro, he's he, he's my quarterback, and I'm all in when he plays, but I just I just wanted better from him, man. I wanted better decisions. I wanted I wanted more more energy out of that dude. Like, it was starting to really get frustrating seeing him in his interviews. Those interviews after the game was just really frustrating. Did you guys ever see – have you seen that meme where the guy was uh, playing as if he was Jalen Hurts and then, like, he's yelling at him, like, shut up, man, take the, take the L. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I felt like that guy. Like, I don't want to hear you say, you know what I mean, we could come back from this, we could learn from this. No, man, show some frustration. Show some anger. You know what I mean? Be us right now. Be fucking pissed. You know what I mean? T tell these guys, if you a captain, you have every right to call your team out. That's what a captain does. Let them know. If you all in with me, then be with me. If you ain't, then, you know what I mean, let's make some changes. But fuck this, oh, you know I me. Mean? we're going to learn from this, you know what I mean, being all calm. Hey, get the fuck that. Five, $5 to whatever beat reporter asks Jalen Hurts uh, what the main thing is. What was the main thing? You know, <laughs> what the fuck was it? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, just we, we got that opportunity to listen to him speak at the beginning of the year. I thought I, I thought it was a shout out to you it was a great opportunity to sit here and great. listen listen like, to right. him speak. And it, it was another level of there was no cameras. Made sure everybody's phone was off. He he he, he scanned the room. Made sure he got the one guy that did have his camera on, and he was very transparent about like being a servant leader. Um, and he's serving the community of his team, and what is that? But I, this that whole was the right this, that was this, the right time to be that guy. This whole time, I'm thinking about like after you know having that kind of context of like how he serves, and and he's just saying that I am not a rah rah guy. I, if you're not a rah rah guy, I just need one rah, not one rah, rah rah, but one rah, one rah, and we didn't um, even get that. I, and I, I need, yeah, you know, so I was I'm just kind of I was, leadership position to be the rah rah guy. And again, I'm not going to try and make him because then he wouldn't be authentically who he is if he was out of pocket and just being that dude to be that dude. But I just wanted to know what does that look like behind the scenes? Like, again, we're not going to be privy to that, but I'm just saying, what is that? I That's all I kept thinking in my head. Like, what is he saying behind the scenes to these guys or how is that interpreted? Comments that I'm seeing here. <laughs> Comments that I'm seeing here about Smitty needs to gain weight. He, let me tell you something, man. I, that 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 boy got more heart, more heart than 85 percent of that team, man. I don't care if he's a buck fifteen. He goes out there and he plays like he's two hundred pounds. He goes out there and he he takes a hit like if he's two hundred pounds, and he speaks out the mouth like he's two hundred pounds. All right, and that's what I need for my goddamn quarterback. I need my quarterback to speak, man. I need I need that little the, the little kid out of him and the man to come in and, and and start yelling, start showing your frustration. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I you know I I could I just if that's not who he is, then I I wouldn't want him to be someone who's not. But I think a love like he spoke to in his presser, he said that something stuff some things that he's learning. Uh, he said, maybe I might, he spoke to kind of like, maybe I might need to change up some things and how he approaches that as a leader. I think, um, you know, cause you know, McLean had put out that tweet about talking about Jalen's demeanor and how they want something more. I, I don't like, you, you always wonder how these beat reporters get their information. 
and like when when they put it out and he put that out after McManus had dropped his. So I felt like McLean was like, let me get mine in while y'all get yours in. Um, but like I was also thinking that story dropped with McManus. What does that look like in the locker room? You're like, dude, did you say that? Yeah. Did you? No, did it's it's Alshon Jeffrey and Justine Anderson all over again, man. All, all over again. Again, you know, don't mean to do the comparison, but look. It's fast. It's, it's, it's yo, all it's, over again. And that's that's the thing is that we got blinded by 10 and 1. But like the reality of history repeating itself with that Eagles collapse after we won the Super Bowl was happening before our eyes the whole year. And it's crazy to think that there were there was people in the comments, obviously not Eagles fans. But uh after the Eagles were 10 and 1, they were throwing out the the Eagles are just the the 2019 Steelers. Steelers went 10 and 0 and then just, you know, lost every game on their way out. And I was sitting there, I was like, you're out of your mind. I mean, we were 10 and 1. We could go 500 the rest of the year. We could still have 13 wins. Bro. I mean, the team is trash. <laughs> like, well, there's nothing else to say. Yo, don't, 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 don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back on my, on my behalf, man. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking out of frustration. Don't go start smoking on my behalf. Like, uh, so, stay on point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people talking in the comments right now. I think that, uh, so let's, let, let's, let's, what's up, little man? That, see, <laughs> hey, that's up? a sight for sore what's eyes up? right there. Hey, um, look, Lucky Junior, you're about to. Welcome to the uh, yeah, well, welcome the, to real the, Eagles fandom. This, this is, is what it is. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing is, my one, of my one of my homies that I grew up with, his his son has started becoming an Eagle fan, um, because of my excitement for the Eagles. He now is an Eagle fan. Like, I felt like this kid got his first taste of what it's like to be an Eagle fan. Like, everything's been hunky dory. Little kid finally trying to find his team, finds his team. And now you feel the venom. You feel the. That's what you know, it is. You know, yeah. you know what I mean, man. Like that's that's again. It, it just goes back to all the efforts and all the all the energy we put into this season. And you know, I got a, I got a story that's just just as compared to what you just mentioned, Gail. Like I got a I got a coworker from the France side that ended up coming to our facility, and the first thing he says to me, English is a little bit broken, you know. what I mean, and he tries, and he comes up to me, he says, "Look." And I and I understood him. My son is an Eagles fan because he sees you and he likes the Eagles. So I went ahead and I put a little package together for him and I sent it overseas to France. And the little kid got it, ended up getting a picture uh with him with the gear on and stuff like that. Nice. And it, it but it's just crazy, like now they want to go ahead and do this. Like, I mean, so much energy, even like in my emails is I'm my, in my signature. I got an Eagles logo. I got a go birds. Everybody knows me as that diehard Eagles fan. And then they send me messages like, yo, best of luck to you this week. Best of luck to your squad, that type of stuff. And then for this, for that outcome, that's what, that that's what also bothers me is like, everybody knows the energy, the blood, the sweat, the sacrifices I put for this team and, and you give me that shit show yesterday, man. Oh, so let me, <laughs> let me ask you guys, uh, cause I went back and I looked at my tweets and I found the exact answer that I was looking for, but comment section, Gail prime, little lucky, even, can you tell me the moment, um, that you knew it was over this season? I'm a, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be I'll be very honest, you know. Um, 
there was a time when I knew this team would win this win a Super Bowl, uh, even when Hurts went down. Um, when Wentz went down, I felt they were we were winning the Super Bowl regardless. Yep. It was a different vibe that year. Yeah, and that was it. We weren't even halfway done with the season yet, yep. regular season. When uh going out to Seattle again, great trip. Shout out to Philly sports trips. I had the time of my life. It was a great, great, great trip to Seattle. Uh, them losing in Seattle, walking out of that building in the rain, uh, another rain game. Uh, I knew, I knew, and I was, I was telling myself, bro, don't be negative, man. It's a, it's an L, you know. Mm-hmm. In in theory, they can get back to it. Uh, well, what we've seen, we because again, we follow this team so much, man. Like. You, you start seeing things and you automatically know something's off. And the fact that they couldn't get right against backup quarterbacks or just like close out teams or just like play buddy ball and go off script when we got players wide open, just you could close this game out. Um, the fact that um, they're not listening to their head coach that we figured out, because Sirianni, you know, took the blame for it. When it didn't make sense, and he's out here making dumbass comments about we're trying to draw a penalty. Like, dude, we could have kicked the field goal. Like, it's <laughs> those kind of things, the little things that just uh, the penalties, the lack of self awareness. Um, it felt like everybody was doing their own thing. Um, when you make beautiful music, that means everybody is in sync. You got you got somebody over playing cowbell when we need more flute. Like, dude, like. If Seattle, I knew I did. that was it. Um, I'm gonna answer. I'm, 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 I'm gonna answer your question, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say um, Arizona is where I thought it was over. That Arizona game just really sucked the life out of me, man. Um, the way like they just went up and down, especially in that second half and scored every possession. I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see us coming back from this. Even if we get into the into the playoffs. But the minute we start seeing some of these real serious teams, it's going to be pretty much be an end. And look, I mean, not not taking nothing away from Tampa Bay. They were hungry last night and they wanted it more. But, I mean, I didn't expect to get that ass whipping that we did. But, hey, listen, man, they had they had the energy that I wish we had. And that wasn't the case. So I, uh, I went back and I was looking on Twitter because I knew that I had put a tweet out. And I found it. And this is from... 12-17 this season for the Vince Carter gift is over. And that came after I saw the report that Matt Patricia was taking over for Sean Desai as the defensive coordinator. Um, we were sitting there at 10-3 and three in control of our own destiny. We just dropped two to the 49ers and the Cowboys. Um, and all of a sudden, there was all of this. this we, we had... I mean, we had been calling for Brian Johnson's job this whole year. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're giving up uh, the defensive coordinator and, and moving on to Matt Patricia. I saw that and I was like, this disorganization, this disorganization uh, within the upper ranks of this team um, and everything that I'd say, we had just gotten blown out back to back weeks from the 49ers and the Cowboys just got our asses handed to us. And then we're switching up the coordinator while we're sitting there at 10 and three, potentially could still be the first seed. It's over. Over. Um, I saw someone's comment. Um, Cozy, shout out to Cozy, who lives in Florida, uh, dealing with that um, loss. He says it was embarrassing playoff loss he's ever seen. I think, you know, there's been some 
some some losses to uh, the Bucks that have been pretty bad. Um, I can still see Joe Javicious running. I can still see Rondé Barber running. You got fucking you got uh what's his name? Bucks quarterback. What's his name? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Uh, mentioning Rondé Barber in his presser. Yeah, he right? was like, I was like, like, and then he's doing these first down things. The fact that no, like, I was more angry with that. Like, somebody deal with him, somebody deal with him, but nobody dealt with him. I mean, we got some, we did get some sacks, but I'm just saying, um, the level of there's, there was Fletcher, no Fletcher, Ma- Maker Baker Mayfield of all people who, who yeah. was sitting here has been. Somewhat a bust. His entire career is sitting there and more swagged out than our own GQ, soft-spoken slam poet. Bro, it was it was so bad that they started comparing him to Tom Brady yesterday. <laughs> they started comparing him to Tom Brady, like you know, what I mean, it was just like, what the fuck? Like they really, they 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 really giving it to us, man. I mean, because we we let them, we gave them a reason to go ahead and shit on us the way they did, the but, way the whole social media, the way all these. Sportscast people, all these sports channels, the league just in general. I mean, some of these players from other teams, I mean, they've been, yo, they, they figured us out. And and ever since that comment came out, yo, it's the truth. We got punched in the mouth. I mean, the, the brand of football, you know, when Desai came here, he said the, the, the style of football defensively that we're going to play is going to match the intensity, the aggressiveness of the city. Have you ever been through Philly and seen the aggressive nature as you walk in certain parts of the city? It's aggressive. Uh, it's aggressive, you know. Uh, I, I just watched the uh, I just watched the video the other night of the shots popping off during this podcast. It's aggressive out here. It's aggressive. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, shout out to RJ. You might see in the comments. You know, we got stuck up uh, outside in Philly. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. So it's been a it's been a year. Uh, but it's it's this this style of play of def- defense wise is the softest brand that I've seen Charmin soft. And again, like again, I'm not, I I don't expect I, I do expect our team our, our guys to tackle, but I I do not expect to see players confused and out of position and um, get run run through down like the the level of. You know, you could look at the numbers in the run game. We were we were stout against the run. It just got worse and worse and worse. And then again, the teams that we beat, already beat, are whooping your ass. Yeah, Gail, like, listen, I mean, we, we we were watching the same game yesterday, and I don't know if you were feeling it, but it was just like I was scared of every completion that was being made because even though it was a loss that it looked like it was going to be a loss, they found a way to make it a game. Because these guys couldn't tackle everything, it was just like all, all. How many how many plays did we see where they had him in the backfield, and then they ended up getting a positive yard out of it? Mm-hmm. Like it was just it was bad, was bro. It was bad, and like you sit there and you're like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like all the dude's got to do is just catch it, and then and he's gonna do the rest, and he's he's just gonna be in and out. It was so frustrating seeing seeing, seeing some of our players literally waiting seconds before they decided to make an attempt to go ahead and tackle you see a couple i saw maddox a few times i saw Morrow a few times uh, uh god bradbury just like I, I, I don't get it they were like literally like bat like 
backing up and like, okay, oh, wait a minute. Am I supposed to tackle right here? Yes, bitch! Tackle! What the fuck are you waiting for? Like, it was it was bad, man. Oh. Worst thing in it, like, this is when you, when you, I played on defenses where guys started looking at the other guy to make the tackle. Like, you're going to get it? <laughs> and that's what I was like, bro. Oh, he got, he got it. He got it. You know, and, and, and coming in high, like, bro, get low, get form tackle, like, get in there. And it, again, man, this dog mentality, which is the word has been, don't phrases, break a nail mentality. It's been, it's been over hyped and overused, but I, just a dog in the room. I'm talking about Devin Witherspoon type of like, like Witherspoon, you see as a rookie come at people in the run. Like he wants to make the tackle. Like it's a want to, like he, saying, uh, I saw that uh, post saying it's, it's, it's a, it's a, an attitude. You want, you need to bring, you need to bring the fire. And again, it, it just wasn't happening. I, I think, um, let, let, let me put you all on the spot real quick. Hole in the room. Your decision, not anybody else's. We bring Sirianni back. Uh, I would. People are like <coughs> the, the records and the stats, and bro, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I I don't like the way things have been mismanaged. Um, I do like who he is as a. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. I saw Cozy say he asked, "What exactly does he do?" well um if if this team needs a culture change and again i wouldn't i wouldn't even said like oh um you know obviously the coaches but like once getting that little nugget information now i'm like bro if this one person person saw it that way there's other people in the locker room that must see it that way Mm -hmm. um and they're just out-of-pocket answers where like bro this is you lost the locker room. I, I think you 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 got to bring that, rebuild the culture. That's the key thing right there because he lost the locker. What makes you think that he's going to ever regain that shit back? And then of course, who's going to want to come here knowing that you can't control a locker room? So no. Um, the only thing that I just question is the record that he's had for the past few weeks. Um, I mean, for the past few seasons, is that going to play a factor? Is that going to be the reason why he does stick around? But you know what, Peterson. Wasn't too far from being in that same situation, and they let him go. So, yeah, I mean, like, now it's just a matter of days if that news is going to go ahead and break. I'm going to be honest with you. There was quite a bit of breaking news that came through the phone this morning, and I was kind of hoping for them to say the whole coaching staff got fired, except for Stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the most depressing news was to wake up, not to Sirianni being fired, but instead Kelsey retiring himself. Uh, Brandon Davidson's been asking in the uh, in the comments here. Uh, question: What went wrong between the Bills and Niners game, and what wrong, wrong, went wrong with this team for the collapse they had? Do you think a player went to the coaches and asked them to switch up the offense, and Sirianni told them off? I would um, say that would. I just think um, there you, you you as you watch during the game. I've seen Kelsey run off the field pissed off and like having words with, you know, with the coaches on the sidelines. I feel like there's been a level of frustration all year round. I think um, I heard that Goddard was feeling a certain type of way in the beginning of the season. I think if I was Goddard, I would be mad at my utilization, how I've been used in the offense. The fact that you can't scheme me open and like 
bro, you these players live off numbers too. This is how they make their money too. Like, um, but I think um, I do think Jalen and Brian Johnson. I feel a certain type of way. I mean, this I'm obviously I'm just speculating, but I, I feel like they feel a certain type of way about how Sirianni is involved with the offense. If you're not the offensive coordinator, and if this is this is your scheme, then they're getting Brian Johnson getting to blame all year round. When Sirianni, this is his scheme, and he's he has he has his opportunities to jump in and jump out anytime he wants to. So whose offense is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um Richards says 260 screenplays all season and totaled negative 26 yards. It's the coaching. <laughs> that makes um, me feel better, though. If I, I wish that was a real stat. I don't think that's real. <laughs> but um, it, it, does, it, it certainly fucking feels like it. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen so many screens thrown behind the line. And we talked about, like, the third and two going deep. How about, like, the third and long and two-yard pass? Like There was no rhyme or reason to anything that we did the entire back half of this year um and but going back to the whole sirianni thing um i personally would get rid of him i'm at my wits end but i also think that you have to look at the landscape of the nfl right now and there's a lot of available coaches that i would be interested in there's a lot of people that have been talking about one that i don't think would ever happen and that's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is available, but I don't see a world where Howie Roseman and Bill Belichick coexist. Do you guys? It's it's not even Howie Roseman. For what I'm hearing, and this was before even somebody mentioned it earlier. I remember years ago that he mentioned that him and he, he doesn't have no respect for Belichick, you know what I mean, as a coach um, because of like all the funny shit that was going on back then and shit like that. So for him to just go back on his word on what he said about him, nah. So that's why I'm not. I'm not seeing Belichick being, uh, you know, a potential. Um, but if they, if they go ahead and, and move away from Sirianni, I don't know. There's there's some coaches out there uh, that you know. Tomlin becomes available, bro. Listen, I just said that. I'm in a heartbeat. In a uh, heartbeat. I'll I'll, 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 I'll drive out to and Pittsburgh I'll... and pick him up myself. I'll, I'll take him. I mean, are, are they are they are are they trying to get rid of him? Man, look, somebody asked the, the, the way the way the Steelers fans are talking, it sounds like they want him out. That's now, now Tara had a comment. She's not giving up on Jalen. He has the best mental fortitude to be a great quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I feel like uh I mean I already said earlier this year, I feel like he's the he I had the he had the temperament to deal with the city. And I think um again I go back to I I really firmly go back to the coaching. Like it looks, he looks frustrated out there. Even if you look at our opening uh, montage, it has Jalen Hurts going. He's he he looks happy. He looks excited. I haven't seen that version of Jalen in a minute. Even when we're winning games, uh, so I don't know what switch has been. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he, he dude, I can't stop cracking up at that meme of the dude that is setting up the camera inside a target filming himself and fucking they're just saying this is Jalen Hurts next year when the tush push is out of uh out of commission. You know what I'm talking about? No, no. I haven't seen that uh, yet. 
it's this guy that's just making a video of himself shopping inside a Target. <laughs> you need to understand the context. Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, I guess I got to see it. I could, I could use a laugh right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finally, finally catching up to the comments where uh, the. Uh... Yeah, I'm, 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 I pissed, I pissed quite a bit of people off, and I, hey, let's <clears throat> um, I, I'm just saying. Um, I think uh, Eagle fans are. I think I'm giving you all credit for being smarter than you are. Um, you guys have been on it for the most part all season. I think uh, everyone's been pl- pl- been trying to play detective over the last couple weeks, trying to figure things out. Being ten and one, being ten and one, uh, and and only win one more game than a first round exit. And, and again, like. Did we think we were going to the Super Bowl? Nah. Nah. Did the Cowboy fans think they were going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I saw I got I got a text from uh Jesse. He said, This was <laughs> this is when the Cowboys lost. He said, This is better than a cow. This this Cowboys loss is better than an Eagles win. It's money. sad that I felt the same way because I honestly, in the back of my mind, and I don't know why I do my, I do this to myself every year. I, I, the Cowboys get on a hot tear going to the playoffs. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know. They're making me a little bit nervous this year. This, this might be the year they poke through. And uh, I had the same sort of feeling this year. And then to watch them go down in a heap to uh, the first team to ever lose to a seven seed, by the way. Um you know, hope you guys enjoyed that home field advantage you stole from us. How'd it's, that work uh, out? <laughs> yeah, man, it's like I try to tell a lot of the Cowboys fans, y'all Super Bowl victory was when y'all beat us. You know what I mean? Straight up. Um, yeah, y'all had a whole lot more potential. Um, potential and yeah, yeah, and y'all definitely were all in on Super Bowl, just like y'all pretty much are every year. Uh, but this year, uh, you know, one person I really wanted to go ahead and clap back at last night was Des Bryant. For you to go and ask us, yo, how you Eagles fans feeling? Bro, listen, you were the same one that two nights ago was saying that y'all had an easy path to the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, you were the one that swore, you know what I mean, on stage at concerts, making, you know what I mean, uh, boxers do push-ups, and you over here putting all your money on the Cowboys. They're going to win the Super Bowl, and you really have the nerve to ask us if we all right. We know you ain't all right, okay? <laughs> we know your fan base ain't all right. Your fan base is still feeling it. If, if, if y'all needed us to lose yesterday to feel somewhat better, okay. Try running that bullshit by somebody else. <clears throat> I'm not here. I know y'all hurting deep down inside, man, Um, because y'all, I, I hate to say it, y'all really did have the potential to go ahead and get far this year, and you blew it. <laughs> you punch a bum, hold like bums. a cheap suit every year. Bro. Your two dollar <laughs> chair. Uh, and Jerome says, uh, devil's advocate, he said, Would Jalen have regressed like this if he had a legit player caller a la Shanahan? No, he wouldn't. I, I, I think he would, Shanahan he, is a great coach, man. That there, he catches some flack, uh, but I think he's a great coach. But yeah. can you do the can I let me just ask the question the comparison of when Nick Sirianni first got in here? All right, trash. like his so offense. Right, is but we all looked at him like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? What is coming out of your fucking mouth? You don't, you know what I mean? The flowers, the this and that. And then as the years went on, you know what I mean? Now he just started becoming more vocal, more aggressive towards fans, toward the fan base, towards, 
you know, the league in general towards refs and all that stuff. It was like, but like in reality, does he, was it really him or was it everybody else around him that was doing it? Because I mean, when Shane left, the fucking play calling went downhill. It went downhill. I, and then Kenny I, I, says 2,000 yard receivers in this vanilla bean offense, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I agree with what you're saying because I was. I was one of those people when Sirianni first got hired, and I was like, who is this goofball, bro? Then in his, in his opening press conference, because he was stumbling all over himself. But I also can be fair and acknowledge the fact that I think that there was times while Doug Peterson was here that I looked at him like a total goofball. Um, and he won us the Super Bowl. So, you know, it, it really just takes, uh, I don't know, man. I think it takes more than a goofball coach to sustain a team. That's what I've definitely learned. Maybe they can go on a hot streak for a year, but you need someone that, uh, I, I want to drift away from the, oh, we got to go after the youngest next best thing. But can we just give me someone with some experience, man. We've got a really talented roster. Yeah, give me some a guy that's been in the league in a coaching position for a decade that, that, you know, has the knowledge of, of how this league operates, of how to run a, a, a locker room. Because with the young talent that we have on this team in Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and Jalen Carter, um, we're doing them a disservice in, in supplying them with coaches that are learning on the job. I, think, I mean, I, re- I really do uh, think it's culture. I think um, I, I, go, I go back to it a lot, man, like just seeing – Dan Campbell and his staff at the Senior Bowl, just watching them up front, up close, and just talking to them and just seeing how they they got all these Senior Bowl prospects together and they created an environment. Um, and in the at the Senior Bowl, um, some some coaches coached differently, so they had the Jet staff there and they had the Lions staff there. Um, now it's different, but at the end of the Lions. Uh, or the senior bowl practice that the Lions were coaching. Mm-hmm. He had them in a like a setting where it was like one-on-one. He he created this competitive nature, like and, and players were loving it. Like that kind of environment that breeds competitiveness. You, you we're talking about the Lions. 32 years they haven't won a playoff game. They won a playoff game mm-hmm. and they're in a position to to you know we saw we saw it up front last year. The environment, the, their culture, their fan base, how loyal they are. All they needed was some somebody to come in and change the culture. And and now they have it. And I think having that kind of atmosphere is what's needed to bring out the best. Again, we, we had competitive nature throughout the locker room the last couple of years um, with, you know, Sirianni, what he, he did. But I don't know, sometimes the messaging can go stale. So um, while we're sitting here in make-believe land where I want to be and not thinking about this Eagles team, um, it, you know, uh, comment section, you guys, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. I'll, I'll, I'll say my names first while you think. If you can uh, hand-select your own head coach and two coordinators next year, which, which way are you leaning? Tomlin and Vrabel, head coach, I'm open to either. You throw me a little Frank Reich action. OC? I, I don't know. I don't know about L- Frank. Little Dan Quinn? I think. PC? Yeah, see, those two names that you mentioned, they're not candidates for head coaching. They're candidates for those positions that you just mentioned. I'm all for Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, 
I'm all for Frank Wright as an offensive quarter, even though I feel like he might have lost his touch a little bit. But again, he only lost his touch because he was put into a higher position, which he is not suitable for. So to bring him back to the level where he's definitely great at, I'm all for it if that was the route we were to go. So, yes, that type of experience, I agree with you, Evan. We need that. That's what we want, especially with talent on and on paper looks like. Mm-hmm. We had, I mean, because, I'm not saying this because these guys play for us. I'm saying it because it's the truth. Every name that was pretty much on that sheet in the beginning of the season looked real good, make us, made us look real freaking good. And, and and they just didn't show nothing after week 11 or week 12. They didn't show nothing after that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the hell, like something, something really went wrong. And I don't know if it's going to come out to light. But the other thing is the, any coach that comes in, I, I still got to look who's, who's available. But you think you got to understand that any coach that comes in here is going to have Howie attached to them at the hip. If they're not that type of dude, they would rather be some be somewhere else. You think Peterson went and didn't talk to the you know the, the whole league talks, man. All these coaches talk. Yeah, they'll, they'll tell you what the environment's like. You think Sirianni was the the best of the crop, or was he the coach that would allow uh, to have that kind kind of environment? He was the, probably one of the coaches that would. He's, he's, he was a kumbaya guy. Bring everyone together. Not going to rough on any feathers. You think you think some other coach is going to be like, nah, I'm not doing that. If I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose on my, on, my, on my own merit. But uh, since Brian wrote a book and a comment, I'm going to have to read it because I just uh, – shout out to Brian. He says, playing was atrocious, predictable, never made adjustments, not using the whole running back core all year. Yes. This is on the HUD coach. Out of all the losses this year, down the stretch, losing to Seattle and – in Arizona the way we did. It's on the head coach. And when he ain't doing what a head coach is supposed to do, the wonder players didn't care. Not an excuse for the players on how they played, where was the leadership and the culture with the coaches and making the dumbass defensive change in the season. Nah, that was garbage. That was a good book. I would read the sequel. Good one, Brian. They summed it up. Um, comrade, talk about y'all better draft him out. Uh, Listen, I I would really love for Howie Roseman to have a man in the mirror moment this offseason. And uh, it, he's been staunchly neglecting the safety position and the linebacker in the draft, saying that you don't need to go highly after that. I'll, I'm going to toot my horn all fucking offseason long, pal, okay? Because Kyle Hamilton was fucking all pro this year. He was an all pro safety. What was Jordan Davis? Was he All-Pro? Was he second All-Pro? Was he a Pro Bowler? Was he even one of the top half defensive linemen on our team? Nah, he wasn't. Um, but, you know, at least the Ravens are on their way marching to a Super Bowl with Kyle Hamilton. That's cool. You know, my, my whole theory with the uh, – not theory. It's the Eagles theory on they don't draft safeties in the first round. They don't put a first-round price, uh, first price tag on a linebacker. You gotta you gotta start doing some things differently. Um, again, if that you put a lot on the Kobe Dean's plate, they're like you're gonna be the next. And again, is Kobe Dean that guy in coverage? I don't know. I don't know about that. I think you know he's a he's a, he, he runs around, makes tackles, you know. But you know, again, you you really did 
kind of gamble on some of these positions. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, y'all. I'm so it's seven forty-two. Um, I'm still getting the comments at seven Old o'clock. Team cafeteria. He says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, shout out to shout out to uh, Philly Sports Trips. I want to give you a, a big shout out to Philly Sports Trips. They've allowed us to do some great things, travel the country, see the see see the country. Um, it, the hospitality has been amazing. Vince is amazing. Whole team, Bob, the whole team is amazing. Now they're the I best. Think, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, you know, we're appreciative for all you've done. If you're looking for other sports trips, uh, they do Phillies, they do soccer, they do um, a trip to Italy as well. Italy, uh, true fan travel is going to be a big thing. But um, shout out to Philly sports trips. Yeah, no, big time. Really appreciate them. Uh, I, I, there's not a bad word I could say about Vince. He takes care of everybody when he goes on these trips. And uh, honestly, like the hotels you stay at, the experiences you get out of it um philly sports trips does it right man and that's why uh that's why they're dominating the uh, philly travel game shout out to pete nathan uh yes i'm trying to go i'm just waiting for my clearance for credentials but i should be heading down to mobile i for a second yesterday for a second yesterday i was like you know what i'm not going <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing any research i'm <laughs> No, I, I I also want to um, give a shout out to you guys um, for all your hard work this year, riding riding high and flying high with us on the uh, on these tailgates, man. Putting the level of effort that um, you guys put into this, um, you could we could I couldn't do any of this with, without you guys. Um, and it just takes it, I, it, again, it takes special type of individuals to do what. We're doing out there and you guys um i appreciate you guys appreciate you bro yeah. i mean uh, it well, takes well. it takes a team and it's honestly a shame uh i want you all in the in the comment section to blame the philadelphia eagles that <laughs> robbed more tailgates from us we could have been tailgating in january but uh they decided they wanted to piss their pants so you know true that <laughs> um so you you want to get any more questions up here sirianni still hired uh Jerome y'all, y'all still mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what watch someone 2020 still there, so he's he's you know, gonna take I'm that one clip and put it on Twitter. That, that, and, I mean it's and listen, man. I, I it's cool, man. I, I it's all right. I'm not gonna hold it against nobody, man. It ain't even like that. Um I you know, I, I wanted to be clear, man. Like I'm Jalen Jalen is my quarterback, man, but he just gotta he gotta fix it. He gotta fix it. Um, I just have to say, Nady is an absolute real one, man. To be thinking about how yes. he's already going to be traveling for the next year yes. a- after what they just put us through. Yes, I'm I'm down for a draft trip to Detroit, and that's that's something that we're trying to plan. So if you guys are interested in a draft trip to Detroit, let me know. Things are in the works. Um, things are in the works. Uh, Blue Mini Chimes they said Bradbury was playing fucking patty cake with the Bucks players. Not lying. No, it's not. Um, let's let's say with your chest, um, Ev. How do how do we how do we fix this? Fucking clean house, bro. 
Get them all out of here. I don't want to see Sirianni's face anymore. I don't want to see Brian Johnson. I don't want to see Sean Desai. I don't want to see Matt. <coughs> I don't want to see Howie Roseman till April. Okay. I don't I don't want to fucking look at anybody. Um, so I think that you really need to oh, you need you need to readdress how this the, the, the culture is lost in this locker room and uh the team doesn't believe in these coaches. The well has been poisoned. So um you gotta completely you gotta completely re- uh, renovate. Yeah, I'm sorry if I missed comments, dude. It's like it's- it, it, when you're when you're building a house. And the, the you get you're dealing with an old house, and the framework has a bunch of termites in it. The, the 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 framework of the house is everything. You you need to completely replace the support beams here, and the support beams are the coaches because we got termite infestation. Shout out! I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the name. That's why, but shout out from Singapore. Appreciate you, <laughs> Dick Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ray, Ray chimes and he says, now that I'm caught up with the comments, I missed about a half hour comment. So don't be mad. There's so many of them. Uh, but, uh, we said, how do we fix this? Ray says clean mother effing house. Pete chimes in with the clean house. Uh, Jerome says fix the culture and have to get younger. Lane should be the only one of the core four to be back. I do think defensively got to get faster. Uh, Brandon says, get rid of Bradbury, uh, and slay and go get two younger corners. Hey man, shout to Slay. He was our best yeah, corner yeah. um the season. Um Heather says, uh, keep Sirianni, new DC and OC, change the culture, tougher ex- expectations, higher expectations. Is Sirianni a culture setter though? Uh, he's part of uh I think he did create a culture in there. Uh, but yeah, I'm just wondering if, if the message it got stale. Regardless, I think we definitely need a new no no not that we need we a new defensive coordinator a new offensive coordinator, and if we're gonna keep Sirianni, let him just play let him keep playing the yes man, <laughs> you know what I mean while the other two do what they they're supposed to do. Kalen mm. says I can't forgive this coaching staff for the send off that gave Kelsey, with the exception of Stoutland. Um, of course, so I want them all gone aside from him and maybe. Mike Clay. Mike Clay had a great year. Special teams. Britt Covey did a great job. I'll bring Britt Covey back. He was he was a bright spot this year. <sighs> Brian says, my guy Reddit kept it real all season. Couldn't do it by, by himself. Um, do we have an update on Slay? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I looked yeah. earlier. I didn't see anything. Let's see. And I don't want to um, be – I could definitely ask, but I just don't want to be – yeah, but I, I will Ooh, go um, check up. You got you guys got to give one M- Eagles MVP for the season of someone that just showed up each and every week. Never, ne- never, um, you know, you could always count on them throughout the year. Who, who are you giving that award to? Someone who showed up week in week in, consistently mm-hmm. to the goat, bro. To the goat. Uh, there's just a couple. I'm, I'll give there's a, a couple, but I mean, you got to give one to the go because Ricardo speaking my language, Jake the make all year long, that's, Mr. Reliable. That's a, that's a Mr. Reliable. Uh, I'll say Devante. He, mm. he, his level of effort is something like the fact that he became a captain. I was surprised that he was a captain this year, but I think Slim Reaper showed to me that, uh, he takes it. He takes it. He takes it seriously, man. Like he, and and I'm 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 gonna say this also. 
self-awareness as a captain is imperative as we move forward. I, I think a lot of our business is out there in the street. I think everything needs to be in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they, they really need to I, – I, I'm wondering when, when Jalen said something during the season about, uh, you know, what did he say? What, what was his comment? Well, he what? speaks in fucking metaphors. Well, so no, he, that... we, we backtracked on it. He <laughs> said he meant me accountable. Was it accountable? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because the other, the other comment that I got was about the team not being locked in. No one was focused. That was also. Um, and then um, something. Um, what's the other thing that I had there? No, I, I can't. I can't say that one. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I'm trying to be without saying too much here. But I. I, I just, Mark Bird's trying to break our hearts right now. Not yet. Yeah, it's it's that, it's about it's almost that time. Mark. The research re, the research starts today. Mm-hmm. Who do we? Who do? Who do you? Who are you rooting for as we move forward? I, I become. A lion stand. Uh, in Ravens play, in this, stand. In this playoffs you're talking about? I like the Ravens. I like the Lions. I'll, I'll root for anybody that hasn't won a Super Bowl in the past. Uh, so, Bills. I'll, I'll root for the Bills. I, li- I do like what the Ravens have been doing. I like Lamar Jackson. Uh, I wouldn't be upset with them either. And obviously, like for the same reason I said the Bills, uh, I'll root for the Lions. That would be cool to see either the Bills or Lions pull that one off. 2020 vision says he's really rooting against the 49ers. I'll tell you what, too. Uh, someone mentioned it in here. Dark horse team to look out for is the Houston Texans, in my opinion. Bro. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud is nice. Yeah, bro. Mercer mm. uh, says Lane spoke volumes when he said the emotions on the sidelines, the clapping hands, acting out, and tantrums have to stop. And that, that makes sense from the QB to wide receivers to the line. That's again. Did you guys hear um, Lane speak? Um, I, I after the game, no, I didn't hear Lane speak. It's it's a thing. It's got to be a thing. If if Lane's talking about it, yeah. Lane Lane no, Lane Lane looked like he was going through it with Kelsey leaving. Four, four guys, but, what yeah. I'm saying with Kelsey leaving. Uh, he said, Lane said, I don't have a, I'm an only child. He's like, Kelsey is the closest thing to a brother I have. And I think that you could see the moment when um, Kelsey had mentioned that it, it was all she wrote to Jeff Stoutland on the, on the sideline. Um, I mean, you could just see the face that Jeff Stoutland kind of gave him. Yep. Um, he gave that face of shock, like, damn. Yeah. Brian says he's rooting for Green Bay. Cheesehead. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Love looked nice. He, dude, he looks legit. I, it, the funniest thing is you're watching these games and you're like, ah, this is what offense looks like. Dude, that's how I was watching the, the fucking Bucks. Like, the Bucks aren't – Mike Evans is obviously the best offensive player on the Bucks, But, like, the way that their offense moves, I was like, dude, this – why can't the Eagles just use this playbook? Well, use the Bucks playbook, and we would have won that game. This is the most damning thing ever. 
Um, the Eagles didn't convert a third down yesterday. <laughs> Pathetic. Come, Not come, a single third down. Can you can you believe that? I can believe it. Oh, I'm just saying, but. This offense not convert a third down. I mean, the, considering the fact that our game plan is to throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage on half the plays, uh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> Andrew says I can't even watch football now since the Eagles are out. Nah, I'm I'm a freak. I, I'm not gonna be able to miss a game, dude. Um, it's, it's, it's NFL football. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna also say defensive MVP. Did for we... the season or for the game? For the season. You know what? I think that uh, someone that showed a lot of promise, and I'm really excited to see next year, is Jalen Carter, man. Um, Jalen Carter was a bright spot, in my opinion. I think that uh, he had a pretty solid rookie year, and I think that he's going to take a big, big step um, next year. And, a, um, you know, with, with, with a year of NFL football under his belt. Uh, Danny says, I hope to see the love to beat the four Niners. Um, Mark with a question here. Oh, before we go on that, uh, prime, who's your defensive MVP? Uh, I'm gonna give it, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say Hassan already played his ass off this year, man. Um, you know, started off slow with the cast and everything, the dumb, the, the thumb injury. Um, but he still found a way to go get back into double digits, and you know, um, he was just doing what he was asked to do, um, but. You let that man be free. Let him play the way he wants to play, and you you, you see, you see, you know, what I mean, him putting that work in. Um, so you know, what I mean, he's definitely my defensive MVP, and and I hope to God that he's somebody that they they really pay attention to and make something happen for him in the offseason because I would like him to be an eagle for you know quite a bit of time. Uh, I'm since I'm just trying to give give it a different name. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to say Fletcher Cox did a great job just being the most consistent. Of the, being the elder statesman of the group, I think uh, at, at that age you start thinking about retirement. Um, but I think the way that he held up, I thought it was impressive. But I do, like I said, uh, Jalen Carter, my favorite prospect in last year's draft. The fact that we got him, love it. Uh, Mark Coles with a question that I was going to bring up. He said, "End of season fourth of John John Tailgate get together." <laughs> I thought, you know, I actually thought about that. That was, I was I feel like, like a, I feel like a funeral, man. A funeral vibes. <laughs> you want to put all the coaches' names in the grass? Yeah, should we, so, should we just um, dig a hole in, in, in the Wells Fargo uh, grass there and fucking bur- bury something, <laughs> bury some jerseys or something? <laughs> I remember that uh, Blue Me says, I have a lot of friends who are Lion fans, so I'm rooting for them. We met a cool Lions fan that was at the Eagles. Uh, at Home Depot. <laughs> well, yeah, he, him too. But also, uh, there's another Eagle fan who brought his friend, best friend that was a Lion fan. He said he, he's went, been to 37 games, Lions games, and he's only seen like three wins. So to that I man, I don't, that I don't remember your name, but to that man, yeah, you I am happy for you. He was, he, yeah, and he lived in West Virginia. Was the craziest <laughs> part. He lived in West Virginia and had season ticket uh, to the Detroit. Sam is dedicated. Oh, yes, he was. Are we getting um? Or what, what is that QB envy when you see other QBs play well and you're like, oh, shoot. I'm just, I'm honestly getting other team envy where I just, just look at how they are functioning locker room and not a bunch of spiteful, you know, 
I don't know, man. I'm I'm maybe I'm being harsh. I'm hurt. You know. I'm hurt. Uh, what is your favorite moment of this season? The fact that it ended. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Prime, you got you got a favorite moment from the season? No, man, that's my favorite moment too. <laughs> I don't have to wow. watch that shit anymore. I can't see no more, bro. I can't. We don't. We <laughs> nah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Which is that's crazy, it, considering oh, man, when you, you got, think we started ten and one. You got you got one fit. I, I, if there's moments, it's not nothing to do with the team. It's us going to Dallas, going to Kansas City, going to L.A., going yeah. to New England, the road trips. The uh, you know, the the, the people See? here. In the okay, track, cool. I, 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 I can but count on us and Philly yeah. sports trip to have a good time. Yeah, but Philly maybe, maybe that dinner we had in KC. That was, that was my highlight. And yo, and, and watching that shit on TV the other day, as they were they 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 put it the um the the TV on the train station that we ate the dinner out of. We were I was like, babe, we stayed right across the street from there. That's where we were at. I ate that banging ass steak in that building. Oh, and then I started talking like I started giving her all layouts of the stadium. Well, over there there's a church. Not a training facility, a church. A church. All right. <laughs> and then this is that's where I was standing at. And then I had to walk all the way that way to go take my mask back because they denied the mask at the station. Then I had to do that, that loop around. I hated that shit because everybody kept on banging against the, the damn metal things. And then, but but on the way out, it was great walking that because <laughs> we were the ones banging the metal things. Yeah. And so I mean it was fun. But those are moments that I'm definitely grateful for for this season. Other than that. Nothing, nothing, no, there ain't. I can't get props to the game because you know, what I mean, all that was diminished. The the ten and one record has been diminished by the one and six record that we just ended up the season with. So it's over. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. New Orleans on the on the docket next year. I'm there. I'm in. I was thinking about going to New Orleans. I was like, maybe maybe I can go to New Orleans, fly to New Orleans, and stay there for a night, and then go to the Senior Bowl. Be pretty nice. Pretty nice. Every time I try to go get there, there's always like some type of flood or some kind of um Chase's favorite moment was uh Tank Tech talking over Gail. Awesome. <laughs> that, was awesome <laughs> that, that was a good one. <laughs> shout out to shout, shout out to Tank. Um I said my my favorite moment was probably um of this year bringing back to Kelly Green. Uh seeing that nostalgic moment and point in the game either <laughs> no well, I'm, I'm just saying for me i know like, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I felt like i felt like a kid man i felt like a kid again and it's to as you get older um and having those moments of nostalgia it was playing that they were the hip-hop track they were playing like don't call it a comeback it was a kelly green i i didn't think i'd ever see this the crowd decked out in kelly green ever again i never thought that was actually possible but that was probably my favorite moment um, do you, t- silly question, but do you think that had they been in Kelly Green on Monday night, it would have been any different? Nah, well, I nah. was like, nah, I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't do that because I would have nah. been embarrassed. Yeah, that I would have been more embarrassed. I wouldn't have been wearing it today. But what's great, what's crazy about it is that Gail had mixed emotions of both ways that that night when the Kelly Greens came back because he was happy to see it come back, but that he was that same guy who was like, "Look at all these motherfuckers, man! I'm the one that started this shit, and now they all rocking Kelly Green. <laughs> I'm the original Kelly Green G." <laughs> <laughs> I like I like to share I like to share uh, Heather <laughs> she says uh, the B Doc Wolverine poster from you guys still hangs in my classroom that is awesome that's what's up that's cool 
I'll, I, I'll, I, I have uh, Todd brings up a point that that was a pretty actual solid moment that happened in the year. How about ruining Tom Brady's, uh, you know, uh, send off in, in New England? That was, that was solid. Enjoyed that. that and I'll even add on to that, that that little crumb bum that doesn't shake Nick Foles' hand. He also yeah. doesn't stick around to the end of the game. We were sitting high, <laughs> up high enough in the stadium right after he got honored at halftime. That guy just flew away in his helicopter. Fake fan. Uh, shout, out, shout out to Ivan. Uh, also, shout, shout out to uh, sending the hats, man. Those, you know, those hats were amazing. But Ivan says, oh, meeting, Brand, meeting Brandon Graham before the Kelly Green game. That was all. I was awesome watching him meet Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. was a cool moment just to see. Yeah. Um, Mark says he his, was he was he was a little shook at first. We were like, "Yo, just go, man. Like he's cool. You all right?" Uh, Mark said his favorite moment was finally getting to Philly for home game and a fourth and John tailgate. Hey, man, it's always good to see you, Mark. Um, we've seen you out in Arizona. I was trying to I was trying to link up with Mark in Oregon. I was trying to like, but that didn't happen. But um. Let's see. Uh, Blue Meanie says his favorite moment was uh, the Buffalo win. was the emotional high for the season, much like how the Eagles crashed after the last miracle of the middle. Uh, that Buffalo Buffalo game was pretty great. The I'll, I'll go back to a play. The Oz catch was in the end zone right in front of me and Prime, and I was like. You know, you know what was actually uh, – you bring that up. And my – you remember that photo that was taken of Jalen Hurts looking all divine and he had yeah. uh, my lotta and i forget who else on on either side of him i opened up my work laptop and remembered that that was my uh my background i was like this is fucking gross right now i'm gonna want to look at it <laughs> that ain't lasting long <laughs> uh david says his favorite moment was draft day only have my heart ripped out mm. <laughs> how about how about kalaji Kansi, who was our second bro second guy on, that he was we on were... fire in that game man some of us were more than George Davis. Not that they were in the same draft. Some some of us were Kalijah Cancy stands in here. At Matt, 10. Matt was a yeah, Kalijah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was definitely a fan of his game. But um, Mercer says next year bucket list tailgating with Fourth John. Note to self: not during holidays because you might miss them. <laughs> uh, Ricardo's favorite moment: Kelly Green game versus the Dolphins. Whole weekend was amazing. You guys killed it with the tailgate party. Meeting BG at live was dope too. Got to see the Sixers and Phillies live. My trip, Philly trip. That's yeah, that was that was cool. That was if, cool. If I, if I could cool. find a silver lining in what happened this season and forecasting for next year and thinking about our tailgates and all that, we might have played ourselves out of as many fucking uh, primetime games as we had this year. What we have five or six of them. I'll get back Just on a regular about. schedule. Some one o'clock games. Yeah, that's where I, I want to be. One o'clock four, games. Four Monday night football games, dude. Yeah, insane. You know and many, they were all raining. You know how many days off you got to take for that shit? Four, yeah. at least. <laughs> I mean, people. My not so favorite moment of the season is having every single coworker in New York City stop by my desk, mm. and like it's a funeral. Like I want to talk to you about. <laughs> the Eagles. Oh, today? Because I was getting that too. I was. I got several messages. Hey, sorry about the Eagles. Hey, uh, sorry, I'm sending you to HR, bitch. Sorry for your loss. My face. <laughs> shout, shout out to head. Shout you out to would. my. Uh, shout out to my head attorney at uh, Paramount. He he's he's he actually double lapped back around the floor because he missed me the first time. Came back later in the day. 
with the with the grin about the Giants win. I was like, you can't say nothing. Got to take it on the chin, bro. Yeah. Got to take it on the chin, just like Jalen Hurts did from Dallas Goddard last night. Um, Kev says he has to experience fourth. Yes, you do, man. Mm. You do. Um, anything? Uh, what is uh, what are your, what, is, what are your, your goals list for next season for the Eagles? Um, top goal. Of the top goal is to instill a culture that uh, gets back to winning, man. I think that what's completely lacking right now is that the locker room's been lost. And I think that when you look at this team on paper, the talent's there. I think that this team, we're, I, don't, I don't think we're necessarily talking about a rebuild here. We just got to switch some things up. Um, we have the talent on this team. Jalen Hurts, I believe in Jalen Hurts. I want him back next year. He's still money-friendly as far as the cap is concerned. We could still... Go out and get some guys, um, but you need to make the right decisions as far as coaches. And um, I think that I do ultimately think that this coaching staff is going to end up getting replaced, but I would kind of rather just have that confirmation sooner than later. Yeah, tell me about it. I was kind of hoping for it last night. I mean, as soon as the game was over. Like I, dude, I, after that game ended, I actually said, I was like, I want I want the, the pilot of that team to take off and everybody Ubers home. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> Does anyone want to address um, Mar- uh, Mark says, how about the fan throwing popcorn? Yeah, I saw that this morning, man. I mean, hey, yeah, yeah that it's, was... it's lame. Don't, don't throw shit at players yeah. or coaches or whatever. Shit's whack. Uh, so your, your, big, your big goals for next year, Prime, for, for the team? Uh, I agree with Evan, man. Just getting back to that culture that we're, you know, um, that we're used to seeing. Um, we have great talent on this team. Uh, we definitely have to go ahead and make some changes. Some of these players, uh, we do not need to resign. We need to cut. We need to get rid of. You know, what I mean, it's just Ooh. a waste. Uh, we, we we need a clean house on the on the coaching staff. Uh, we need an experienced defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. Um, if Nick Sirianni is still here, it is what it is. But we definitely got to replace those two other positions. Um, and look, I'm gonna make it very clear, and, and and please hear what I'm saying. I'm all for Jalen, man. Jalen is still my quarterback. I know I'm confident he's that man. Um, you know, again, people misjudge my 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 comparison to him and Wentz. It was nothing like that. I was talking about just locker room experience and locker room vibes. But my thing is, uh, Jalen is that quarterback, and I know he is. Um, he he, if, the, if if all this talk that he does. Then he needs to bounce back next year. It's straight up. Take if you if, if you're all about taking these type of uh, situations, um, you know, and, and building off of it. Then damn it, you got a whole off season how to build off of it. All right. So get it together. You know, get back to where you, we know you could be at. And you know, I need I need you to be that captain, be that leader. Um, um, that you know, I know you can be. So you know, I just want to make that clear. But other than that, that's it, man. <laughs> Uh, goals for next season: um, get younger. Um, I think uh, I think the culture needs to be rebuilt. I think um, you know I think the voices in the locker room need to stay in the locker room. I feel like um, overall, I just feel like pass the blunt, pass it. <laughs> they need they need to come together, and uh, I think the coaching staff has a lot of work to do. So my goals are some new coaches, some new voices. Um, if Sirianni is going to be kept here, you bet you better get his ass the most veteran offensive coordinator, creative, you name it, defensive coordinator. Needs to be aggressive. Uh, needs to learn how to blitz. Howie, you need to get 
players in here that can actually do what the scheme needs, ask, ask them to do. I mean, overall, I think that's that's really where I'm at. Um, but before we get out of here, we'd like to thank uh, – we're going to give out some thank yous. Uh, shout out to uh, Philly Sports Trips again. Shout out to Red Bull for giving us wings at the tailgate. Shout out to Bud Light for holding us down. Shout out to uh, Conchahawk and Italian Bakery. Shout out to Tina. Um, shout out to Lowski. Shout out to Lowski. He's been uh, amazing. Um, appreciate all you do for the tailgates. Shout out to Chris from VA. Big time shout out to Chris from VA. Um, actually working on his customs now. Good. It's been it's been it's been a minute. I'm trying He's a real to real one, man. Trying to catch up, but uh, if you got shout out to the Slay family, uh, yeah. for all your support over the year, over the last couple of years. No other realer, no other real f- uh, football family out there. And and a faster coverage of Darius, by the way. Mm-hmm. Any thank yous that you guys want? Kincaid, uh, my man. Tim uh, Kincaid, yes. Malcolm Davis as well. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. Little little Malcolm as well. I'll throw him in there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Chris Malley, Hollis Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, all guys that make it happen. Mm-hmm. I want to give a big shout out to all the West Coast family, man. Uh, the dedication that y'all put in every year to come and join us. Um, and the hospitality you showed us when we went to LA. Um, you guys are the realists too. Um, you know, regardless, again, whatever I say, whatever people say that you guys are over there and you're not real fans, um, don't believe the hype, man. You guys prove it every year that y'all are true, you know, to this squad and to yourselves. And, you know what I mean? Can't be more grateful for uh, fans like you representing us on, on that side of the um, the country. Um, and to everybody here, man, who, you know, makes all this possible every week, you know, tuning in, um, you know, with your comments and everything. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Um, you know, really grateful for all of you and for what you guys contribute to the tailgates as well. So, you know, I could get, I could sit here and give a list of names, but you know, I mean, you mentioned uh, a whole lot of them already so far, and, and everybody knows that I'm just talking to everybody in general. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you very much for for this um, past year. Yeah, shout out to Ali as well, picking up tomato pies. Carrie and it, Terry. It, there is, there is, there is so many people involved in what you know behind the scenes that it's just uh, none of this stuff happens if it does if everyone doesn't come together. <laughs> Shout out to my man Kyle Strands, my roommate, who uh, he he brought the seats down to the tailgate when I forgot it one the one time. <laughs> Yo, when Kyle showed up, he was like, "Was I supposed to bring this here?" <laughs> uh, shout out, shout out, shout out to Jesse Wines for um, all the graphics that he you know you know everyone combines forces to make all these things happen. Shout mm-hmm. out to uh, the Crafty Bastard, aka Rich for all your help with all the giveaways, all the, the, the fans and just being supportive. Shout out to Nady um, um, for always showing up and showing out across the country. It's not shout- just not our tailgate, just showing up and representing us in a way. And shout out to, uh, you know, me coming from the grill. Uh, first of all, Prime, thank you for being my sous chef all year. Look forward to, to sharing the table with you uh, you, next bro. year as well. Um, shout, out to, all- shout out to Alex. And shout out to Alex and shout out to everybody that uh, that made a donation and, um, you know, helped me. That's that's a, that's an out of pocket type thing that I'm, I'm trying to do, uh, you know, with the tailgate and everybody that is able to at least help me get back to breaking even. Uh, thank you, guys. Google gang. Google gang. Google gang. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also shout out to our, our families. Um, shout out to my brother. Shout out to my girl. Shout out to 
my dad, parents, yeah, my sister, all the people that support um, wifey, kids, <laughs> moms. Yeah. Hey, it, it is also a beautiful moment to know that we got some time to rest and relax. Um, it, we'll figure out when the next pod's going to be, but I think uh, every Eagle fans, y'all need the, the mental rest and health and, you know, take care of yourself. What, what I've been saying since February 13th of last year, check out chess.com. Is this chess.com? Chess.com. Just everybody, you know, play some chess. Get your mind off this. <laughs> However you, you want to cope. The beginning of the podcast started out um, dank as fuck, man. Dank as fuck. <laughs> Sir, I'm not sure if you're using that correctly. <laughs> it was dank. Oh, it was... It was uh, a smell could be dank, right? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. There's a bad smell here. He's dank. Yeah. Um, Helene is speaking my language. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and, and my Bill Belichick voice. We're on to the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> I played uh, GTA for three hours today. Did a lot of it. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm a, how I'm how a many star. times you jump underneath the pier to go grab the money, bro? Yeah, I made millions, man. <laughs> I, I, I got I got a little pro, I got a little project to do myself here, man. What was that Legos? Shout out to my brother, yeah. Shout out to my brother. This oh, yeah. is Legos. This is an optimist. You, you and little you man gonna to tackle that? Me and little man gonna tackle. Make sure this, you man. tackle that better than the Eagles tackle, okay? Uh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Execute. Shout, right. shout out, shout out to Mr. Iflux. He's gonna learn how to play chess. Let's Evan is your chess guy. Let's do it. Shout out to David. Shout out to Helena who stayed with us uh, throughout throughout the uh, game last night. She endured the pain. Um, anyone else we're forgetting? We're, we're going to forget someone. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, any, anyone that we missed, let's just cover it with. Uh, I'm sorry that you were missed, but you know who you are if you contribute to uh, to our podcast, whether it be by comment, whether it be showing up to our tailgates. Um, you know bringing anything um you're not forgotten about it was just a fleeting moment in our thoughts uh so thank you everybody that you know is a part of this podcast um so we'll last word prime before we get out of here last word anything you get anything on your mind last word you say nah man just you know i mean again uh just grateful for all of y'all um it, it really ain't it's sad that you know we're at this point but it is what it is um you know, just going to enjoy the rest of these playoffs, sit back, watch some games, be able to do some more activities with the family and uh, just get ready for next season, man. Because, you know, every year we try to, you know, go uh, another level up. Um, big ups to used to. Uh, this is our 400 episode. I'm grateful for the both of y'all. Um, the three of us making this thing possible, you know, what I mean, and, you know, it's just, you know, we got milestones every year that we always try to achieve. And I'm looking forward to reach, uh, achieving next year's milestone. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not I'm not trying to be a mushy man right now, but being being a part of this podcast, the, the experiences we get to be a part of, uh, you know, having this comment section that comes to us every every week that we go live, it's a privilege. It really is. Like to be able to have the spotlight, to be able to have all of you care to listen to what we have to say, to care to show up to our tailgates, um, and to be able to go with Philly sports trips and, and travel the country see different stadiums. Um, it's it's nothing that I take for granted. I think that it, it's an amazing thing. Um, so thank you again to everybody, and uh, we'll see you soon. It's, uh, it, it's, it's not goodbye. It's farewell, you know? <laughs> uh, last word, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say uh, again, man, 
we're privy to meet a lot of you, you real diehard fans. And again, I, I it, it's it's like when you, when you start a brand and you you curate a brand and you curate a community, it, it's we're, we're trying to do something different. We've always tried to do something different. It's never about the clicks or the likes or anything. It's it's all about bringing people together. Uh, good spirited Eagle fans who really love the culture, who love to know about the draft, who love to know about the off season, love to be educated, who love to actually study film, uh, actually show up and support the players, support the community. Um, really care about the community. I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, you guys, uh, without you, with the, without your help, Evan and Prime, couldn't we couldn't do this. Um, shout out to Mal, shout out to Hollis. Uh, it's just a bunch of good old dudes just talking. Hey, it's, it's a bunch of people that showed up week after week after week, regardless of the outcome of the Eagles, man. Regardless, yes, sir. But, um, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. As you know, as always, it's fly, Eagles fly. And we'll see you in the next one.